that you may know. Well, let me just read the whole verse. Therefore, there, there, yet there shall be a space between you and the ark, about 2,000 cubits by measure, do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. And I want to talk to you this morning a little bit about our guide into the unknown. Our guide into the unknown. Father, thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence today, for the good worship, the music that we've already enjoyed, and the worship time that we've had. We give you praise for that today. We ask this morning for your precious Holy Spirit to minister through us today and anoint this message in Jesus' name, and we'll give you the praise. And everybody said amen and amen. This is our last Sunday of 2020 that we uh, get to come together and worship the Lord. And so we're, as I said, we're wrapping up this glorious year of 2020. Amen. Somebody had a picture, I don't know, a couple of months ago, there was a picture on social media of a big hornet's nest, you know, and it said, uh, it, the caption was, a 2020, a 2020 pinata. And uh, <laughs> I think everybody can kind of identify with that, can't you? Amen. And uh, another one, another cartoon I saw had uh, had uh, had some kids. It was this was kind of like you remember the Far Side. I don't know. My my daughter used to get me a Far Side calendar every year. And had some funny stuff on it, but it was these two kids were hiding behind a wall, and the ice cream truck was coming down the street, and it said, "If 2020 were an ice cream truck." and the ice cream truck said liver and onions and the kids were hiding from it. Of course, that would be good for me. I kind of like liver and onions, but amen. But anyway, anyway, we're closing this year out and we're preparing. We're getting ready to go into a, a new year and uh, we're going we're gonna to be out with the old and in with the new and we're all wondering, we're all wondering what the, the new year 20, 2021 is going to hold in store for us. And we just don't know, you know. Um, we, we, none of us can foresee the future. None of us have a crystal ball. None of us can look into the future and, and know exactly what's going to happen. This time last year, this time last year, uh, we were getting ready to go on a cruise and we were enjoying life and there wasn't anything, we didn't know anything about COVID-19, coronavirus, anything else. And uh, life was just good and, and everybody was going about their normal, a normal, you know, mode of life and everything like that. And then just all of a sudden, you know, things changed. Things took a change. Churches were closed. There was lockdowns. Businesses were closed. Mask mandates were put in. People were quarantined. I mean, uh, well people were quarantined. That's the first time that ever happened before. And, uh, but, but we just, you know, we didn't have any idea this time last year what 2020 was going to bring and what was going to happen. And so we don't know what the new year is going to have hold in store for us because we don't know the future. The Bible tells us that, you know, that, that our life is like a vapor. And James said, you know, don't, don't say, well, I'm going to do this and make plans to do that. And I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there because he said, you don't know what the future holds. The writer of Proverbs, Solomon said, 
You know, that, that we're not to boast about tomorrow because we don't know, we just don't know what a day is going to bring forth. And you know, that's probably a good thing that we don't, that God just lets it. And that's why Jesus told us just take it one day at a time. Isn't that what he said? He said, you know, just, you know, sufficient to the day, Jesus said, is the evil thereof. So you just be concerned about today and you uh, don't worry or take anxious thought or worry about tomorrow so I can tell you I don't know what's coming up in 2021 you don't know and it's a good thing that we don't but I can tell you one thing the Lord has spoken to us already through tongues and interpretation and through a, a, a word of, of a word of encouragement prophetic word of encouragement from sister Mary that we're just to not we're not to be afraid we're, we're to have peace we're whatever whatever's coming in the future um, I'm not predicting I'm not predicting that this is going to be the year of a of a powerful gigantic breakthrough for the church I'm not predicting that it's going to be the year of a mighty outpouring of God's spirit and a great revival however I wish that it would and I pray that it is and we pray all the time we pray every day for God to pour his spirit out for God to have mercy on America for God to save our nation for God to turn us around you know what America needs what the church needs what we all need there's there needs to be another great spiritual awakening where the Holy Spirit is poured out, where God moves, where God's power is revealed to the church again and the church rises up in the power and the, and the glory of God again and this world is changed by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I would like to see. That's what I'm praying will happen but I'm not predicting that and I'm not saying that's going to happen because I don't know know what 2021 is going to hold because as the text that I read to you in verse number four says it says for you have not passed this way before we're getting ready to go into some uncharted territory every day is uncharted territory anymore isn't that right and we're entering into some new territory a new year some unknown stuff and 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 God God has got a God's got a plan and a purpose for your life can I get an amen now, you know the story here in Joshua, this, this uh, nation of the Israelites had been traveling, had been wandering in the wilderness for some 38 plus years. Uh, God had delivered them from bondage in, in, in Egypt where they had been slaves and the Lord miraculously delivered his people from Egyptian bondage, brought them out of Egypt to bring Bring them in to the promised land. And that's what the Bible said. Moses said to them in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 23, he said I, that, that the Lord has brought you out for the purpose of bringing you in. God didn't bring them out of Egypt to, 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 for them to live and to spend their entire existence in the wilderness. There was a whole generation of people that came out of Egypt that died in the wilderness 
wilderness and never saw the promised land because they were filled with unbelief and filled with fear and filled with doubt and murmured against the Lord. And so God, God just, you know, they wandered in the wilderness. They, they, they were, were uh, filled with that unbelief. They did not experience the goodness of God's best blessings in their life. And I don't want us to be that way. Amen. I don't want, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to wander around in the wilderness. God has brought us out of sin. He's brought us out of the world. He's brought us out of spiritual slavery. He's redeemed us by the blood of Jesus Christ. For what purpose? So he could bring us in to the fullness of the blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that everything that Jesus died on the cross to provide for you and I, that we can experience that and live in that. Come on, amen. I'm telling you what, living for Jesus is the best life and the most blessed life that anybody could live today. Amen. We shouldn't have a uh, poor old me story to tell if we're born again, if we're children of God. Amen, because God's brought us out to bring us in to the promised land of blessing, of his blessing. And, and, and that's what the, the, the land of Canaan, the promised land, the land that flowed with milk and honey, that, that, the, that the Lord had given to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, and to, to their seed. That promised land that God had given them, that promised land, you know, we, we talk about Canaan's land and we've sang songs about Canaan's land, that it's, uh, that it's a type of heaven, that Jordan is death and we're going to cross over Chile, Jordan and we're going into Canaan's happy land and, uh, you know, and, and that's heaven. That's when we die and go to heaven. But really, biblically, the land of Canaan was not a type of dying and going to heaven. How many is with me this morning? Because in the land of Canaan, there were enemies to fight and there were battles to fight and there were giants that were there and there were walled cities that they had to, that they had to come against. And that, How many knows that when you get to heaven, there's not going to be any more battles to fight and there's not going to be no more, thank God for that, amen? There's not going to be no more war, there's spiritual warfare going on. That's all going to be over with when we get to heaven, when we get to glory. But, but, but Canaan's land was a type of entering into, crossing over. Jordan was and is a type of death, but it's death to our self. It's death to the flesh. And it's entering into, coming out of the wilderness, that self-life and crossing over Jordan, dying out to that and coming over into the the fullness of the blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ in our life. How many, how many want that kind of a life today? Amen. And that's what the Lord has for us. Amen. Everything that Jesus died on the cross to purchase for you and I, I want that in my life. Amen. And, and the only way that we're going to get it, listen, and you've heard me say this before, it's not automatic. We've got to appropriate it by faith. And that's exactly why Joshua and Caleb are the only 
only two guys that were left out of that group that came out of Egypt. And 38, 40 years later, 40 years from the time they came out of Egypt, only two people out of that original group are going into that inheritance and inheriting the blessings of God. And that's because they had faith. The rest of them died in the wilderness because of their unbelief. They said, we can't take the land. We can't have it. There's those giants are bigger than us. Those walled cities like Jericho and those walled cities, we cannot conquer them. But Caleb and Joshua were the two that had another spirit. They had a different spirit. They had a spirit of faith. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. They rose up and they calmed the, tried, to, tried to quiet the unbelief of those ten spies that were, that, were, that were discouraging the people. And they said, no, listen, there are giants there. And yeah, they are bigger than us. And there are walled cities. But oh, we've got God on our side. Oh, if God's with us and God's for us, we can, we can conquer them. Their defense has departed from them. But we've got God on our side and God has promised us the land. And God has said that we can have it. And if we'll trust God and go in there and fight for the Lord, he'll be with us and he'll give us the victory. How many believes that today? See, that was their faith. That was their faith. And it was faith. It takes faith to inherit the promises of God and the fullness of the blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ in our life. Everything that we get from God, everything that we receive, we get it through faith and appropriation. It's not automatic. And so 40 years they've wandered and Joshua and Caleb, you know, they're getting ready to go in and God has raised up Joshua to lead the people in. He's a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's raised him up to lead the people into the promised land. They're getting ready to go. They're getting ready to cross Jordan. The only problem is that they've got, they've got you know, 40 years ago, they had the Red Sea in front of them. And now here this new generation has come up and they're getting ready to, they're getting ready to do it, man. This is it. We're going into the promised land. But now they've got a Jordan River that's in their way. And the thing about this was, you know, the Jordan River sometimes, most of the time, the Jordan River's probably not much wider than this, than this sanctuary, 60 feet across or whatever. But this was, this was in the spring of the year. This was flood season. This was when the banks were, were overflowed. And now the Jordan River's about 40 feet deep, and it's about two miles wide. I mean, it's, it's overflowed its banks. Kind of like the Mississippi. If you've ever been across the Mississippi in flood time, when it's flooded and water, all you can see is water. That's what they were facing. An impossible situation. Amen? And God told Joshua, said, you know, listen. He said, God's getting ready to do some wonders among you. And he said, you need to sanctify yourself. Tell the people to sanctify themselves, to consecrate themselves to the Lord. For God, tomorrow the Lord is going to do wonders and miracles among you. I don't know about anybody else, but I still believe that the same God that told Joshua that he would do wonders and miracles for them is the same God that we serve today that will still do wonders and miracles for us today. How many of y'all believe that today? We can't lose sight of that. We've got to keep our eyes upon the Lord and our, our faith anchored in the Lord Jesus Christ. So 
they're getting ready to cross over, and there's some lessons here. And, uh, you know, we need to understand and realize something today that in this Christian life, you are either an overcomer or you are being overcome. Amen. In the churches, in the message to the churches of Revelation, in, in Revelation chapter 2 and 3, um, Jesus told the churches, commended them for what he liked about them. Then he rebuked them for what he didn't like about them. And then he told them to change, to repent and change the things that he didn't like. But then at the end of every message, he gave a reward that, that he would give to those who overcome. Now, if you're, you know, to overcome, there has to be something to overcome in order for you to be an overcomer, amen? That means we're not just gonna float through life on, 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 on those flowery beds of ease. There's going to be things that we have to overcome. And so when we're living for Jesus, there's battles that we face. There's, there's, there's spiritual Jordan rivers that we face. There's giants, there's enemies to our faith that come against us. And so we're either going to be, and you need to make your mind up, you're going to be an overcomer or you're going to be overcome. You're either going to be a victor or you're going to be a victim. And there's too many Christians today that's got the victim mentality, that they're a victim to everything. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we need to be those overcomers like Joshua and Caleb. See, unbelief says we can't go in. Let's return back to Egypt. But faith says... Let's rise up. Let's go forward. Let, because God's on our side. We can win this thing. We can be victorious. We can be overcomers because God is with us. How many believe that today? Amen? God is on our side. And that's the spirit that we have to have. That same spirit that Joshua and Caleb had when it said that they wholly followed the Lord. Now God has saved us. As I said, he's brought us out to bring us in and he saved us to move us forward by faith so that we can inherit, claim the rich inheritance that we have that is ours in Jesus Christ. And it's doubt, it's fear, it's unbelief that will keep us in the wilderness and keep us from enjoying those best blessings of, of the Lord. And so here God's people are. They're on the brink of their blessing. Between them and the land of opportunity is that raging river of difficulty, that swollen river of Jordan. And so Joshua was now telling the people how, what they're going to do, how they're going to possess the land, and how to have victory in what lies ahead. There would be obstacles, there would be giants, there would be wall cities. There will be impossible situations. It's not going to be a picnic, but yet Joshua's telling them, we're going to cross over and go forward and move into what God has promised for us to have. And so in dealing with uh, passing this way that we've never passed before, in talking about going into the new year, it's not, listen, I think that I'd be pretty safe in saying that it's not going to be a picnic. Amen? I don't want to be a, a prophet of gloom. I don't want to be a preacher of gloom. I believe in preaching the good news, and I'll give you some good news. Amen? But I, but I, but I believe that there's going to be some 
some difficult times in this coming new year. For the church, for believers, for Christians, for everybody, for everybody, but for the church as well. We're not going to be exempt from any of the problems that are going to come in this coming new year. Can I get an amen? So we're going to have some obstacles. Crossing over the Jordan into the land of God's blessing, there's going to be some obstacles, some giants, some Jerichos, some swollen Jordans that we're going to have to believe God to bring us through and to give us victory over. And that's the kind of attitude. See, we've not passed this way before. We're going into some new territory. Nobody knows what's going to happen. But all you hear, and that's why I have sworn off the news, glory be to God forever. Amen. I've shut her down and I've turned it off. I've even got to where I, I, I don't even want to watch the weather anymore because the weathermen always make some court remarks about something. Amen? I'll get the weather on my iPhone. Praise God, I've got to, I've got to, I can look at my watch and see what the temperature is outside. So who needs KSDK and who needs Channel 5 and Channel 4? Who needs it? Amen? Who needs CNN or Fox or anybody else when we got the word of Almighty God? If we turn the news off and turn social media off and get in the word of God, I'm telling you what, it would revolutionize our life hallelujah glory to God you're not going to have any faith staring at the Jericho walls and the giants and saying woe is me what what in the world we're going to do how we're going to make it gloom despair and agony on me deep dark depression excessive misery oh that's all we got to look forward to my 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 There's going to be some difficult times. There's going to be some enemies to fight. There's going to be some giants. There are giants in the land. There are wicked spirits, evil spirits that want to keep you from enjoying what has been promised you in Jesus Christ and receiving that. And what you have in Christ and who you are in Christ has nothing to do... Oh, See, I'm going to... Should I say it or not? Who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, what He's provided for you in Christ has absolutely nothing to do with who's in the Oval Office in Washington. There, I said it. Crucify me. (laughs) Amen. Because what I have in Jesus, man, the devil can't take that away. From me, no politician can take that away. Congress can't vote that out of me. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Washington has no say over what I have in Christ. Amen. And who rules and reigns in my heart and life. Jesus is the Lord of my life. As we sing it today, our God reigns. I said our God reigns. I said our God reigns. Amen. And he's reigning from his throne in heaven. But he's also reigning right here in my heart and life. 
that's one of the things Jesus said to pray. Pray, God, your kingdom come. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And every day I pray that, Lord, your kingdom come and rule and reign in my heart and life. Your will be done in Rick Hensley's heart and life. And there ain't no politician can stop that. There ain't no devil can stop that. There ain't no demon can stop that. Hallelujah, he's ruling. He's reigning in my heart and in my life today. Amen. Woo, and what we have, our possessions in Christ, what's been given us through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is ours and it's there for the taking. But you and I have got to do what Israel did. This is a type. This is all typology. It actually happened. These were real events, but Paul said the things that happened to them in that Old Testament were examples to us. Amen, they're examples to us. And they were written for us. Our admonition. And just like they had to go over into that promised land and they had to possess their possession. It belonged to them. It was theirs. But they had to take it. They had to take it by faith and by warfare. So what is yours in Christ, you've got to take it by your faith and spiritual warfare. And when you say those two words, some people want to get all goofy. Amen. Spiritual warfare is taking the weapons of our warfare that have been given to us by God and pulling down the spiritual strongholds and Jerichos that Satan tries to erect in our life to keep us from entering into the fullness of the blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Are you, are you with me this morning? How many want to get into that? Enjoy the fullness of God's blessing. He's told us this morning he wants us to have his peace. He's told us this morning he wants us to be encouraged. He's told us this morning that we don't have to be full of fear. My Lord, if there's a, if there's a stronghold today that needs to be pulled down, it's that stronghold of fear. Fear is gripping the hearts and the lives of every person today. The fearfulness, listen, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, you know how I am about I'm not getting into it. You know how I am about the mask thing. And if you want to wear one, I, I don't condemn that. That's fine. But I, listen, I go to the store, and if they have a mask, you got to wear a mask, and I need to go in there, then I'll put my mask on, and I'll pull it down over my, under my nose so I can breathe and don't fog my glasses up. <laughs> Amen. But listen, listen, I can have the mask on, and, but, but here's the thing. People that you, that you see there in the store, I've had people that, that would treat me like I got the plague or something. I've got on my mask. I, I'm, I'm not sick, but they, I've already had it. I've done been there, had it, done that, okay? And, and, but they, they're, they're scared to death to walk past you. The fear, listen, fear is, is, is gripping the hearts of men and women today. Listen, God has not given us a spirit of fear today, but he's given us power. He's given us love, and he's given us a sound mind. Come on, somebody. He's given us a sound mind. Hallelujah. 
And I'm going to follow the word of God. Somebody say, well, you know, follow the science. Listen, let me tell you something. Follow the science. Science, when science connects with politics, and that's exactly what it's done, you can't follow it. You got to follow the Bible. Paul writing to Timothy, I had no ideas to say this. But Paul writing to Timothy talked about being beware of science falsely so called. If we're going to follow the science in everything that we do as Christians, if we're going to follow the science as Christians, then we're going to have to believe not in creationism, but because science teaches evolution, Big Bang. I ain't following that science. Well, glory. I got one amen back there in the corner. Thank you, Brother Scott. So I'm not telling anybody not to wear a mask. Or anything. The point that I'm trying to make is don't be afraid and live your life in fear because that's not what the Lord wants us to do. Hallelujah. That's not a part of our inheritance today. In Christ is not living in fear. Let me let me let me move on here. It's almost time to quit. Praise God. I still believe that there's a lot of things for us to inherit in Christ today. Amen? So 2021, Brother Rick, is it going to be a, is it going to be another 2020? Is it going to be a good year, bad year? What do we got? What, 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 what's it going to be like? I don't know. But in spite of the fact that we don't know, I don't think it'll be smooth sailing, but in spite of that, we can still face it with a faith and with a confidence in the Lord and in His Word. See, I, I believe this today, and I hope I'm helping somebody, I hope, but I believe that God has a plan for your life. I believe that God has a plan for this church. We're, we've been, you know, this church has been in operation, you know, God birthed it in 2003, for so 17 years. And um, God has always took care of us. He's always blessed us. He's got a plan for us. God, as long as we don't give up on God, and as long as we don't quit Him, He's not quitting us. Can I get an amen? He's going to stay with us. He's going to fight for us. And so God's got a plan for you, and He's got a plan for your life. And that plan that He has for you, that plan He has for us, is a plan of victory. It's a plan of victory and not defeat. And so here Joshua, and I, I'm, I'm going to bring this to a close here within the next few minutes, but, and we'll pick it up again tonight. But here Joshua is getting ready to lead two and a half million people across the swollen Jordan River into that promised land to face the enemies there in Jericho, a walled city that's impossible. They don't have the weapons to defeat these people, but they've got God on their side. Can I get an Amen. Woo, hallelujah. So turn with me now. I forgot to give our sound people the scriptures. But let's go back. I guess I'm a little, just a little dyslexic. We'll start in chapter 3 and we'll go back to chapter 1, all right? But go back to chapter 1 of Joshua, chapter 1, where Joshua gets the call from God 
to lead the people into the promised land. Moses has died. Moses had led them out of Egypt. Moses had led them through the wilderness for 40 years. He had, he had Joshua was his understudy. He had been mentored by Moses. And so now God is calling Joshua to fill some pretty big shoes. Amen? Moses was the man. But he's gone. He's dead. And so God's calling Joshua. And look in chapter chapter 1 and verse 1. It says this. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them. Notice this. To the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Verse 3. Here it is. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. No man... Look at verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. What's the Lord doing to Joshua here? He's encouraging him, isn't he? He's strengthening him. Why is he doing this? And you'll see what all he says to him here in these verses. I'm telling you, Joshua is getting ready to undertake a a great task. And Joshua is dealing with fear. Joshua's dealing with some dismay and some dread. Moses is dead. Now the Lord's saying, now you're going to be the guy that leads these people into this this new land, this promised land. And Joshua's dealing with fear. And Joshua's dealing with, with, he's scared. He's shaken. He don't know how he's going to do this. And so what God is doing here is God is giving Joshua some encouragement. How many need, we need some encouragement. Amen. When you come to Abundant Life Family Church, I'm going to do my best by the help of the Holy Spirit to encourage you. Listen, I need to be encouraged. You need to be encouraged with everything that's going on in this world and everything we're facing today and what's out there in the future. The church has got to be edified and encouraged and built up. Come on, somebody. Say amen. That's what God's word is to do. That's what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for. It's to bring edification, exhortation, and comfort to the church. We need that encouragement today. And that's what God's doing in Joshua. To Joshua, he's given Joshua a word of encouragement. He's trying to strengthen him. He's giving him a good pep talk. Huh? Every place that the sole of your foot treads upon, I've given to you, as I said, as I said to Moses, no man, no man, no enemy, no no adversary will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Man. As I was with Moses. Because he's thinking, Moses is gone. What do we do now? As I was with Moses, 
so I will be with you. Hallelujah. And can I tell you something today, Abundant Life Family Church, that as God was with Moses, and as God was with Joshua, and as God was with Elijah, and Elisha, and Paul, and Peter, hallelujah, God will be with you. I said God will be with you. He's with us. Woo, hallelujah, amen. I will not, verse 5 there, the latter part, I will not. Oh, we need to get a hold of this. This is God talking to Joshua and to Abundant Life Family Church this morning. I will not leave you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Is that a promise? Hallelujah. In the midst of coronavirus, I will not leave you or forsake you. No matter what the economy is, I will not leave you, God said, or forsake you. Whether you're employed or unemployed, I will not leave you or forsake you. You can count on that. Be strong, verse 6. Okay, see, here's how we know Joshua's afraid. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide an inheritance, the land which I swore to their fathers to give them only second time. Be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand nor to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Have I not commanded you third time? Now listen, God's trying to get a message across to this guy. And he's trying to get the same message across to you, his people, and to the church. Third time. Listen, if God says something once, he means it. When God says it twice, he really means it. When he's got to repeat it the third time, he's saying, hey, take notice of what I'm saying to you. Amen. Be strong. Third time, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Three times God told him, Joshua, be strong. Joshua, don't be afraid. Joshua, be of good courage. Joshua, do not be dismayed. Do you know what it means to be dismayed? That word dismayed means to, to sink or to be depressed in your spirits. It's the sinking of a spirit. It's, it's when your spirit is, is, is low and you're yielding to fear and le- yielding to discouragement. And Joshua's in that place. And his, 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 he's got that sinking feeling that his, his, he's discouraged. And we all face that, ladies and gentlemen. We all are, are in those places at times where we're dismayed and we're afraid and we're fearful and we don't know what the future holds. And the enemy is there and the enemy tells us, you're not going to make it. What's, what are they going to, you know, what, 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 what's going to happen in this coming year? How are you going to make it through? If they shut down everything, if they lock down everything, if they 
if they force the businesses to close, if you're laid off from work, what are you going to do? Let me tell you something. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to continue to trust God. We're going to not be afraid. We're going to be strong and very courageous. We're going to continue to praise the Lord. We're going to continue to move forward, to go forward. We're not backing up. We're not waving the white flag. We're not going to stand and just look over on the other side of Jordan at the promised land and say, boy, I sure wish that we could be over there enjoying those blessings. No, what we're going to do is we're going to get into this tonight. We're going to get our eyes upon the ark, which is the Lord Jesus, and we're going to follow him across the Jordan River. Come on, somebody. We're going to march into the land of victory, into the land of God's blessing, into the land of God's provision, no matter what comes or goes. Hallelujah. We've not passed this way before, but we are following the Lord to victory through Jesus Christ. Well, come on, give him a good praise. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Worship team, come on back today. I love that. Every place that the sole of your foot treads on. In other words, you got to lay down some some footsteps. You got to claim what belongs to you. You know, we hear a lot about, well, claiming stuff, you know, laying claim to stuff. And that belief and that teaching got out of balance. People were just going around claiming everything, you know. Is it right? Do you have, as a Christian, do you have the right to claim some things? Absolutely. The things that you have the right to to lay claim to are the things that, uh, the, the blessings, the things that the Lord has provided in His atonement, in His finished work. We just can't go and, you know, going around claiming everything. Unless God tells you I've given you that, then you can claim it. But I mean, you know, back in the 70s, we had people going around and they were going, pulling in the car lots, laying their hands on a big Cadillac saying, I'm claiming this in the name of Jesus. God didn't tell them to claim it. Then they'd go buy it and couldn't pay for it and it got repoed. And the devil stole it from them, they said. Well, no, they shouldn't have claimed what God hadn't told them was theirs. Oh, ain't nobody hearing me today. But what he's spoken to you in the word, anything that's promised in the atonement, in the finished work of Christ, that is your inheritance, you can lay claim to it as a believer, as a born-again believer. The peace of God is yours. Claim it. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Lay claim to it. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Victory over, over the enemy, over, the, over temptation, over the powers of darkness. Victory is yours 
lay claim to it today. Jesus bought and paid for it at the cross. And I'll go a step farther and say this. Healing belongs to you. Physical healing is yours. It was paid for at Calvary by the stripes of Jesus and by the blood of Jesus. The healing of your bodies, the healing of your spirit, your soul, your body, healing in every way was paid for at Calvary. We can claim that healing. We need to be claiming that healing. Amen? Lay claim to it. He said every place that your foot, they had to march. They had to go in and take their possession. So it's time for us to lay our foot on the promise. Stand on the promise. And say, this is mine, this is mine by the blood of Jesus. I lay claim to it. Devil, you are a liar. You cannot have my blessing. That song that we, you know, sang in the past, this means war. Remember that? Some liked it, some didn't. Of course, that's any song you do. Some like it, some don't. Glory to God, don't get me on that. Oh, hallelujah. But that song, you know, that song, War, said, you can't have my family. It was, it was what that song is doing, you're laying claim to the promise of God. You can't have my blessing. You can't have, devil, you can't have my increase. This means war, and it is a war. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness. There's a spiritual warfare going on. And just like Israel had to cross that Jordan River to go in, and they had to take Jericho, that was the first thing. That fortress, that stronghold was in their way. They had to take that, and they did it by the power of God. And listen to me, listen to me. They begin that march then into the promised land land. And we're going to look at that tonight. We're going to look at that a little deeper tonight. The the truths that the Lord gave in this third chapter of Joshua. This is just the introduction. I know, I've got confidence. I know everybody here is going to be back tonight. Praise God to hear the rest of it. Man, that's faith, isn't it? Let's stand before I get in trouble. Glory to God. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. They're going to sing something. Listen to me, saints. If you need prayer this morning, um, feel free to come at this time. We'll be glad to pray for you, to pray with you, to believe God with you for the Lord's touch in your life. He's got some great things for you today. I got joy in my soul. God is in control. I got Satan on my trail, but I'm singing all this well.